Welcome to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun on the web and around the world. Life Tips President Byron White talks to the latest trendsetters about strategies to grow your business. Now, please welcome this week's Life Tips host, Byron White. Welcome, everyone, to the Life Tips Radio Show. Happy to have you back. I'm here today with Bill Paraglia, I'm guessing. Is that a right guess, Bill? That's close, Byron. Close enough. <laughs> close enough for government work, and we'll be talking about that a little bit today, matter of fact. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Bill is the author of three three illustrious books. One is 101 Mortgage Tips that was published by Life Tips. Another one is 101 Bankruptcy Tips, also published by Life Tips. And you have an ebook out called The Law of Attraction, which I'd like to learn more about as well if it relates to, in fact, attraction or mortgage or bankruptcy. Matter of fact, let's chime into that. Tell me a little bit about the law of attraction. Well, the law of attraction has, uh, has been a, a, a valid theory to many since, uh, since the time of Buddha, but it has enjoyed recent uh, re-success because of the, uh, the famous book, The Secret, and the uh, DVD of the same name, the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the proponents, if you will, have been on Oprah and a number of other major talk shows talking about the law of attraction. And it simply, in its simplest form, just states that, uh, that the, uh, the primary thoughts you have will attract similar primary thoughts. And if your thoughts are about making money, Having wonderful personal relationships, succeeding in business, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that's what you will receive. And if you are like many of us uh, who have uh, predominantly negative thoughts, worried about becoming ill or worried about having enough money to make your mortgage payment, <laughs> as a segue, uh, in, in fact, you will attract more negativity because your subconscious thinks that everything you tell it is, in fact, True. It never differentiates from what your conscious mind tells it. It just assumes it's true. If you say, I don't feel well today, guess what? You're right, and you will feel worse. And if you tell everyone you feel great today, you will most likely, unless you have a life-threatening illness, feel great today because your subconscious does not understand a uh, negative. It just assumes that what you tell it is the truth. And the law of attraction has accomplished many, 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 many good things as well as many, many bad things. It just is what it is. It's like the sun rising and now it's fall instead of summer, my favorite season. And it just is what it is. And it always works. And at times during history, now being one of them, many people are taking advantage of its uh, renewed popularity to write and speak about. And uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer has talked about it for many years, and there are many other proponents of it. And uh, I've always been fascinated by it, so I decided to actually write a little book for beginners, kind of like a life tips book, <laughs> where it's, it's explaining it in every, every man's terms so that people, the general populace who may not be uh, graduate students uh, or uh, normally well-read with self-help books or or other theories can just understand 2 plus 2 is 4, period. Hmm. Now, 
let's let just a couple of follow-up questions on this the, the law of attraction. So, in 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 your in your conclusion with the law of attraction, is it possible to modify your 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 attitude and your beliefs and and, and the the karma that you surround your mental thoughts with to to uh, to in, improve your chances for success and in, in a happy journey in life? Absolutely. It was interesting. Uh, I hate to plug someone else's show, but on the uh, on the Oprah show, she had uh, the original show, and I never watch Oprah. I just did because I happened to see a uh, a trailer or a promo that two or three of the renowned uh, recognized experts were going to be on. She had them on. It was it was as those types of shows are very good. She had to reschedule. Had to. I'm not sure that's the right term, but she rescheduled these people back for ten days later because the response to that show was so overwhelming from people who are devoted to her and email her and call and write that she scheduled another show. And in in the audience that day, she had people telling uh, little scenarios of their lives since they realized the law of attraction, in fact, existed, not just from the show the week prior, but women talking about the fact that they were had already spoken to an attorney ready to file divorce and just changed the way they thought. And uh, after 10 years, she and her husband were, you know, walking on the beach in the sunset with roses in their teeth. Just amazing. Uh, and it, it, the bottom line is that anyone can change starting at 5.13 Eastern time if they wish. Huh. And, and, it, and it will... It will work. It is not magic. It is just proven, like my beloved Red Sox will be playing in an hour and a half or so. And those, all professional athletes, have a way of looking at things. I'm, I'm certified in four different youth sports to coach them, and I've coached them all. And that's why I have some gray hair, but I also have uh, a great love for sports and particularly young people. And I've always told like my baseball players and my softball players, I don't care whether you just were up the last 32 times and haven't hit a fair ball. You walk up to the plate thinking you were the best hitter who ever lived. And at some point, your brain is going to take over and your muscle memory will all of a sudden become better. So it does, it does work, and anyone can change their outlook, and they will find different things happening. I know even the skeptics... Uh, who are willing to try become believers? Your life, the quality of your life just changes, and it can work in the reverse because there is no—it's not a positive-negative kind of a, a issue. It is just is what it is, and you can direct your thoughts to make good things happen. It doesn't happen overnight, but it starts happening immediately. Speaking of the power of positive thinking. I want to dive into your expertise in the mortgage industry and get a synopsis for, from you on what the heck is going on in the industry. Where are we? Where do we stand with regards to lending and loans for homeowners or wannabe homeowners? Give us a synopsis, in your opinion, of what's going on in the industry right now. The 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 current state of the industry is one that even after more than 25 years, I have never seen, not, 
not the underlying nature of it. This is a potential for those who are who are subprime borrowers, borrowers with less than perfect credit, which is, if not the majority, very close to it. This is a crisis for them because billions of dollars have now left the industry because of the confidence factor, because of what's taken place in the last five years with subprime lending and all of these new fancy, not all of them positive products that have been sold to borrowers. Uh, we've just broken a record now for the number of foreclosures in the United States. And it's not, I mean, it's, second place is a distant second place at the moment. And at the, at the time when these borrowers need help the most, major, major uh, nationwide lending institutions, not banks, but mortgage companies that do the bulk of the lending, have either gone out of business totally and been liquidated, are in Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, another segue, or they have just cut back all of their subprime lendable funds, and they're using the funds that they do have available for the, the high credit score, uh, no-brainer type of lending. And it's a serious, serious problem. It, it will most assuredly be temporary because in the, just in the time that I've been involved in the industry, the cycles, there have been four or five major cycles in 25 to 30 years. That is very different from our historic base in which, in which the mortgage industry had very slow sloping cycles, not ski slope slopes, but gentle slopes that you'd find in the Midwest or other places. Now the cycles look like something from ski country sharp ups and downs. So this too will pass. But for those that need help right now because they're, they're exotic, which is becoming a popular term, which you'd never think would in the mortgage industry, their exotic adjustable rate mortgages are jumping at change dates, at reset dates, and they simply can't afford them. It's not bad borrowers. They're not... They're not poor borrowers, they just don't have the cash flow to take that kind of an increase. And there's, just when they need this help, I, I was talking to, I helped to found, not found as an owner, but as a consultant to, to mortgage companies that are still in existence, and this goes back 10 to 14 years. I was just speaking to a young lady that owns one of them yesterday morning. And I said, how's it going, Jeannie? And she said, this is, I mean, she's a rookie. Rookie, me defining as 11 years compared to those of us who, who are working on our third decade. She said, I don't understand what's happening. Unlike the normal slowdowns in this business and the normal, the, the normal slow, difficult periods for borrowers are when the interest rate is rising or it has capped at a high rate that just makes it impossible for for average American salaries to afford. In this, and so and so, mortgage companies, mortgage lenders, banks have have many fewer applicants because people simply aren't buying 
or refinancing because they can't afford it because of the rate structure. In this case, there are plenty of borrowers. My friend told me yesterday she's got a pipeline full of borrowers. The question is she can't find her normal lenders to fund these loans. So what's happened is this eight, ten, fifteen, twenty billion dollars. There are different experts that put different price tags on it because it depends on how you look at it. Much like all financial data, you can spin it one way or another. The bottom line is there is little money to fund these loans. Now, if you have a seven eighty credit score, a very high credit score, you're not going to be affected just as the the wealthy of the United States are not affected by different economic curves and bumps and and potholes because they have enough wealth to overcome it. In the same in that same sense, the borrower with a very high credit score is not going to be affected. However, everyone else who is uh, even with decent credit, maybe just not perfect is having a problem, and it's not a question of being asked to pay too much. It's not a question of being offered an interest rate. This is not interest rate driven. Our interest rates are still extremely low, lower than, had you asked me 10 years ago, I thought they would ever become. This is not a rate driven issue. It's, a, it's an issue of, of lenders not willing to either write the check or, or send a wire funding a particular loan, and you can see where they're coming from. They're they're not the the black hats in this situation, and everyone else being the white hats. It's a question of their lines of credit have either been stopped, have been have been restricted, or if if it's the case of a bank using its own funds, their investment committees and their lending committees are getting pressure from from those even higher than their status, saying, you be very careful. We don't want any hiccups. We don't want any detours. We don't want any more problems than we already have. So once this cycle starts, this type of business cycle, again, which is this has not existed. If it's existed before, it was before yours truly was involved, and that goes back to the late 70s. Bill, I've got I've got four really good questions that I want to ask you after the break, and I'm going to tell the audience right now what I'm going to be asking you, and you're going to have to rifle through these answers very quickly. I'll repeat these questions to you when you get back, but there's a lot of ground to cover here, and we don't have much time. So when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to we're going to learn your answers to these questions. Wonderful. You know, is is it time to refinance if you've got good credit? Love to know that. Um, what is the government doing to rescue the industry in, in a real quick, bursty summary? Um, uh, another question I'd like to ask is, you know, what effect is, is this turbulence in the mortgage industry having on the commercial lease industry, which I think is an interesting question. A lot of us business owners are, are lease space. You know, should we de- be demanding our prices go down as a result of the turbulence? What's going to happen to the commercial uh, real estate in the lease industry? And finally, Surplus of buyers is clearly what we have out there right now. Shouldn't rates be coming down to to even lower than all time lows? So let me let me let you ponder those questions while we take a break here, and I'll come back at you and, and hit you with these questions and some others when we come back. We'll be right back, everyone. 
Life Tips on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Guys, are you suffering from ED, email delivery problems? Is your email list underperforming? Then let JPG Mail enhance your results. We've got the best in email enhancement products on the web. Our email delivery service will enlarge and maximize the monetization of your data. JPG Mail will fulfill your needs from data acquisition, management, mailing to reporting, and give you the confidence to pick up visitors, enter a URL easily, and download suppression lists to enjoy that feeling of total satisfaction. We'll give you guys the ultimate tools, and we'll show you how to use them. Email enhancement, where you need it the most. JPGmail.com Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah, I get all my information online. <laughs> I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. <laughs> Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine has everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read previous issues, blogs, and more at RevenueToday.com. Uh, mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine, the performance marketing standard. For more information, go to RevenueToday.com. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's going to blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. For out-of-this-world web hosting, Lunar Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunarPages.com and use coupon code LUNATICS to get $28 off. Entertainment and excitement await you at WebmasterRadio.fm's Podcaster's Paradise. Take your hats off and find your fun inside the Life Tips Day Spa or climb up to the Rainmaker Retreat. And when the sun comes down, talk SEO over an ice cold beer at the That's a Wrap Tavern or check out DJ Nani Vinkin putting you in a trance inside the fringe. Make your reservations to Podcaster's Paradise on demand at webmasterradio.fm. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. Webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. We're back, uh, everyone. Um, appreciate you spending some time with us today, Bill. Um, in your illustrious career, I see also that you're the former CEO of three financial institutions. Love to learn more about that later. Um, and you have a fascinating background. You're also a freelance writer and dabbled in the inner report world and newsletters and web website content and all kinds of neat stuff, including public speaking gigs and all kinds of fun stuff. So we're, we're honored to have you here. But let's go back at these hard-hitting questions that you always get here on the show. 
Absolutely. Is it time to refinance um, if I've got great credit? Uh, the answer is yes and no, as it usually is. If you have uh, good credit, you will not be affected by the current crisis, if I can use that term, in the mortgage industry. The, the question simply is whether you need it or not. If, if, if your, uh, your current mortgage is on the high side or you need funds out to do some home improvement or investing or something, it's fine to do. It's, uh, the rates are so low. And what are the rates affected by a lack of lendable funds? What, what what do you think the rates will 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 go down to? What's your forecast? Do you have any thoughts on that? Or uh, no, I've made it uh, a policy not to forecast. I've always told people if I really knew, I'd have one of those infomercials at one thirty in the morning with the giant yacht, you know, talking about selling tapes about how to make money. Uh, I think that the. the the rate issues are not an issue. Even the, the Fed just, just you know, reduced the discount rate for the first time in a few years uh, at their last meeting. Um, rate, rate is not an issue. It's not going to plummet. But people don't understand normally that the mortgage rate is not really tied to the prime rate or the used car rate or any other rate. It's more tied to the bond market because people who buy bulks of mortgages, 10, 20, 50 million dollars, they are competing to sell their instruments, their security instruments, in the bond market. So if people want to know where in mortgage rates are going, uh, they can obviously always check their favorite website or their favorite bank or mortgage company. But you can also look at what the bond rates are doing. <clears throat> if bond rates are increasing, if bond yields are increasing, the mortgage rate will probably go up because the buyers of mortgages have to increase what they are offering in competition on the bond market. If, if bond yields go down, the mortgage rate normally will go down also. But the, the rate structure is fine, and people with good credit will not have, not face the problem that many others borrowers are facing. Hmm. Tell us a little bit about what the government is doing to, to try to help the industry as a whole and, and those that don't have great credit. Uh, the government has just taken... Uh, what could be a major step in bridging this liquidity gap, as uh, financial people will talk about, which basically means there's no money to fund your loan unless you're perfect credit. Uh, the, uh, in August, at the end of August, uh, the, the government uh, legislature passed a bill, and President Bush signed it into law. We're only talking 30 days old here of a new program for FHA. FHA, the Federal Housing Administration, is the original subprime lender. They've been pushed to the background a bit in, in recent years because of all these, using the popular term again, exotic new products. Uh, however, they've got a new program now to get back into the forefront called FHA Secure, which is a program that, that many of listeners will be happy to hear uh, means that their approval for a mortgage is not based on their credit score. Ray, uh, it, it will allow it will allow people to to put their closing costs into their loan balance. It will allow them to have minimal down payments if it's a purchase, and it it, it was it's a te- technically a temporary program. Uh, at the moment, you must apply, I think, 
sometime before December 2009, so it's not, you don't have to rush to your phones or your favorite lenders today, but it's a temporary program to bridge this gap. Um, what FHA does, that's called a, a gov- commonly called a government loan, FHA does not make mortgage loans, but they do, and I've made many of them, it's a wonderful thing, they do guarantee the majority of the loan to the lender who makes the loan. So everyone can go to their favorite bank or mortgage company if they're approved by FHA, and not everyone is. But if they are an approved lender, go and tell them you want to, uh, you're, you're in a problem, you've got to refi, or it's time to buy, and we want to buy our loan, uh, our, a new piece of property. And we want to go to use the FHA Secure Program, and governments. This opens up a whole bunch of liquidity because now those institutions and those mortgage companies with money that are scared to death to make loans because of the potential problem that could occur, now they've got a guaranteed loan. So should it uh, turn out in a negative fashion, shall we say? They are not going to lose anything. The the lines of credit that they use to fund these, those lenders will be happy to fund mortgage companies who are approved by FHA. Uh, banks, uh, which is my basic background, are always happy to get guarantees from the federal government. So uh, the government is doing not only something to help, but something significant, and they've done it very quickly as far as U.S. government reaction goes. They've done it very quickly, and uh, the buzzword is FHA secure, and it could help a lot of people. They they believe, this is their number, not mine, that they are, they're ready to help uh, uh, over 240,000 borrowers, which is a lot of people and a lot of families <clears throat> and a lot of uh, real estate in all parts of the country. Put, this, put that in perspective. Put that in perspective for us, Bill, with the total number of borrowers out there. What percentage does that represent? Uh, that's a tough question, Byron. Off the top of my head, I'll say that's probably in the neighborhood of 30% of all the residential borrowers in the country. Because, hmm. again, most people, hey, you know, if you already have a loan and it's fine and it's a fixed rate or it's one of the normal adjustable rate loans, you're just uh, going happily along and uh, having a quality of life that hasn't changed. If you're one of the 240,000 who have uh, opted or were sold, which is one of the reasons I wrote the book, to, to give people who know little about this industry, they don't understand the language and how it works, etc., if, if they purchase the book... They will now have excellent ammunition in their little weapons to not get taken for a ride with an exotic product that could back to bite them. Uh, but it's a major. I mean, if this collapse were to continue, it would ripple through all phases of American business. It uh, it shouldn't, and the government's well, doing their part to help. That's 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 great news. Um, what criterion loosely do you think the the FHA secure program is is is, is placed upon uh, approval? Uh, the the criterion outside of again their their normal 
normal mortgage guidelines of FHA, which, which mirror normal mortgage guidelines of every other lender, because it's a very, it's a copycat business and it's a very similar business, which is why everyone advertises so heavily, because there's not much difference in what you sell. Uh, the, the criteria for this particular program is that you must, it is not open to everyone, it is, it is specifically designed to help those people that have an adjustable rate mortgage, one of the quote-unquote exotic products, that does not necessarily act like, and certainly not to the benefit of the borrower, and, nor does it act like normal adjustable rate mortgages. You have to have one of these mortgages that, that increased and, and did a rate reset that was a little odd and caused you financial hardship. Well, one of the key things with this particular criteria that's, that's almost unheard of is that you can actually be delinquent on your loan at the time you apply for it, A, and B, if, if, you, if you were three payments behind at $1,000 a month and you owed $3,000 just to get back to even, so to speak, get back to current, FHA will allow you to, to, to refinance that $3,000 of delinquent payment into your new mortgage balance, and they'll pay off your other lender. So all of a sudden, you've come out clean, so to speak, and this is, this is out, outrageously wonderful for people that are delinquent because most people who are delinquent realize, well, I'm in bigger trouble than I was prior to getting this loan because now no one is going to lend to me because I'm delinquent. And in most cases, they're correct. With the FHA Secure Program, not only can they apply, not only will it not be harmful to their approval, but but the, the FHA will allow you to, to pay off your former lender through part of the proceeds of your new loan, which is a wonderful feature. They're really trying to help. Now, a criteria, however, there's always a however, it seems. If, 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 if you and I owned a home and we were, we were uh, habitually delinquent, even before our, adjustable, our exotic adjustable rate mortgage repriced, they don't want to hear that. They want, they want us to show uh, the lender that that we were okay, we could make our payments at a wonderfully low exotic interest rate, but now that it has priced itself to market, so to speak, and has jumped, now we can't afford it. So that's the, that's the only kind of but in there, but it's a wonderful program because it will allow you even to not only apply for and be approved for a new loan, that's reasonable, FHA does not have exotic programs. They have very boring, boring programs, which for most homeowners is a wonderful benefit. <laughs> you don't want an exciting mortgage loan when your spouses and children uh, are based in your, in your castle. You don't want anything exotic. You do that on vacation or with investments for excess discretionary cash, but not for, not for your mortgage. So they're, I, they're, I think exotic has a well place for everywhere, Bill. Hey, here's another question for you. Mm-hmm. What's your take on the, on the whole commercial uh, 
commercial lease and commercial even loan industry? Uh, it's, Is it being affected by this? It has not been affected greatly by by this particular crisis. What what tends to happen in the commercial industry, it is a trailer, not a leader, as the economists would say. And effects, either positive or negative, tend to come six months to a year after the trend that's happening in the residential industry. So, so in the case of commercial, there, there are some issues, as always happen, and happens in residential, happens in commercial. When rates are low and business is booming, it's happened in Boston many, a number, many times actually, in any of the major cities particularly. People build new commercial space, and they build wildly because there's demand, because people can buy, and the people who buy big commercial space can then lease to companies like Life Tips at very reasonable rates because they bought right and their interest rate is is low or at least reasonable. And because of the nature of the time it takes to build something, while the, the money markets change at least hourly, if not more often, there very often becomes a case of overbuilding when the market softens and turns down and therefore building either stops or they complete it and there's empty space and companies like Life Tips and everybody else can now negotiate better deals because there is excess. It's all supply and demand. Economics 101. Is Boston, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but as you look around at the number of new buildings being built in the Boston area, for example, I mean, it seems like there's an excess in inventory in the city, in this city with commercial real estate. Is that, is that, is that not there true? Is. Because it, and that's the case in most cities. The Midwest tends not to be affected, but both the left coast and the right coast get affected all the time. Uh, there is an excess. And now is the time if one's lease is up <laughs> or about to, coming up for renewal to make a deal. And the deals will be there. And it always happens because they're trailing this 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 whole residential crisis, if you will, began to really take shape early in 2007. It started in 2006, but it really took shape in 2007. So now the commercial market is catching up or catching down, to invent the phrase, because this is the way it always happens. So now is. For those who are in business who want to lease space, you could either save money or possibly upgrade what you are looking for. Or if you're in the in the uh, market to purchase, you will also find a good deal. The commercial market is not affected by a shortage of lendable funds. That's because they're two totally separate markets. Uh, commercial loans aren't sold like residential loans. Most of the banks and the commercial lenders, even if they sell to somebody, it tends to, to be a rather flat, uh, a flat trend line because there are always commercial people. Now, the, pro- the problem that could occur, as has happened in many locations, that if the residential market goes south and stays south, so to speak, for a while, it will affect doesn't affect manufacturing as much, but it does affect service industries, and this country has gone from a manufacturing country to a service industry 
country. So it does affect uh, the potential for new companies, for companies that aren't well capitalized. All companies, nothing to do with mortgages, just companies that provide services. Have a, they, they can have a problem, and all of a sudden that could exacerbate the problem of empty commercial space, which for those companies doing well, like Life Tips and any company that's, that, is, uh, that is growing and successful, it's just more advantageous to them because they will even come across better deals, or if it's, if it's a renegotiation time, we'll be able to renegotiate to their favor, not to a landlord's favor, if in fact they lease. Bill, what do you think the effect of a presidential election year is going to have on the real estate crisis, uh, crisis that we're currently in in the, in the residential area? It right seems now? like, now that I'm uh, becoming a grizzled veteran, it seems like whenever there is a presidential election, everything from you know your bowling score to who wins the World Series, to, to uh, I don't know, children's books are changed in some way. So there will be an effect. I'm not sure whether it, whether it will be dependent on which party win, wins the White House. Uh, it'll be much more dependent on, A, which party is controlling the legislature, since the White House makes very few decisions on their own when it comes to economics, but there will be, there could be um, changes. Most of this, as, uh, as I'm sure you'd agree, Byron, in the, from the 90s through the 21st century to date, perception has become the reality. Reality is what those people believe it to be, so everyone has kind of a different reality. So, like a situation like this is the mortgage crisis is a react is a perception basis. It's a lack of trust. Like you should never get a more you know John and Mary Smith should never get a mortgage from someone or a company or bank where they get that feeling that weird feeling of distrust. Just don't do it. It's not it's not worth it. Find somebody you trust. You pay a little. You think you pay a little more. You're probably paying a little less because you trust them and they're being honest. The same thing is true with, with different administrations, Bill. Things happen, and it's all based on what the public perceives. You know, is it a hanging chat or is it an overwhelming majority of support? I don't know. Hmm. And, and this, this issue of, of surplus borrowers right now, um, shouldn't that be lowering the rates and putting, putting pressure on and creating a more competitive environment amongst the lenders that are out there right now and that are able to find uh, qualified? Most of the time it won't. Surplus borrowers or surplus sellers will not, not necessarily or often affect interest rates. What they will affect is, is fair market value of homes, the, the price that someone is willing to sell for and the price that someone is willing to buy it for. Uh, the in, uh, again, the interest rates, because we're a global economy now, it doesn't matter what happens in the Boston metro area or the Dallas metro area or the San Francisco metro area. It depends on what's happening around the world. And the fact that most mortgages are sold, packaged, and security, securitized and then sold in the secondary market, that 
again, goes back to the bond market and all kinds of secure instruments. Um, what happens with, when there's a surplus, when there's a surplus of buyers, the price of uh, residential real estate tends to go up, and when there are a surplus of sellers, the price of residential real estate will go down. So there are plenty of buyers out there. See, that's not, this is unusual because that is not the problem right now. There are plenty of buyers, plenty of sellers. Everybody's happy in the residential market except for the fact that anyone without, without very good credit is having a problem getting their loan funded. So six months ago, you know, a month or five weeks from the date they applied, they're probably putting their feet up and getting ready for the baseball playoffs. Now... They may be wringing their hands, awaiting an approval that's been seven or eight weeks in the process and being asked to come up with more documentation, et cetera, et cetera. So this is an unusual problem. This is the normal supply and demand of buyer and seller always works. It's still working. The problem, and the the problem of interest rate, which can make or break the ability of, of the average family to purchase, is also not the issue. The rate is still low. It seems to be coming back down again. And the feds are trying to do their best to keep it down or even drive it lower. The problem is, you know, whoever, golden rule, whoever owns the gold makes rules. And the people with the gold simply are, their perception is one of distrust and uncomfortability. And it will, again, it will go away, but uh, the when, of course, if we all knew that, we'd be doing something different, but when is the question? My final question for you for the day. Mm-hmm. So if you own some property and you're debating whether you want to relocate to another part of the city that you live in or suburban community, um, you've got a pretty good lock on a fair interest rate. Um, you feel like you have a pretty good house. You don't know what the market value really might bear. Do you think it's a good time to sell because there are perhaps some good fair market values that you can find another in, 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 a, in a potentially high destination uh, exciting area that you'd like to move to? In other words, is it a good time to sell if you have a pretty good property? If you have a pretty good property, it will it will sell and it will probably sell for close to what you believe it should, assuming you're not um, being outrageous in your in your belief of what it is worth. Listen to the experts in your area to tell you that what it's worth in today's market, not six months ago and not six months from now. The only reality is today. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's assuming you have good, um, good credit, And your your emotional state is that you you know you want to move, and here's why: I want to get in a better school district if it's younger children, or whatever the reason. I want to be close to my mother. Or, um, yeah, there's <clears throat> this particular crisis. I hate to use that word, but this particular crisis is not affecting the normal that kind of scenario that you just that you just presented. Prices are, the market is flat, yes. Your house is probably not worth what it was seven or eight months ago if you had it appraised. 
just because of the situation. But but it's not a disaster. It's not like uh, Black Friday, October of 1987, when the whole market crashed or anything like that. It's uh, it's a good time if if uh, the homeowner believes it's a good time. They're not they're not doing anything rash or anything financially stupid or they'll they'll come out fine. Well, Bill, we've enjoyed your answers to these tough questions today and uh, enjoyed having you on the show here. And uh, are there any, uh, if people are interested in hiring you as a consultant and or uh, a potential writer in this industry, how uh, how can people uh, also buy your book and, and get a hold of you? Uh, well, of course, uh, all of the Life Tip books are available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And they're all reasonably priced. You did a wonderful job by pricing. Thank you. Uh, which is very important. Uh, uh, you can contact me by telephone at 401-339-5745 or just send me an email at eaglegroup24, the number 24, eagle as in the eagle, group, G-R-O-U-P, 24, at Verizon.net. And I'll respond immediately, as your editors know. Melanie and Jennifer know well. <laughs> I'll respond four or five times, and we have a whole dialogue going back and forth. You've really been a, a fabulous uh, freelance writer to have on board here. You've written, you. written some great stuff. Uh, so we're, and we're, we're, you're, you're one of a very few group of people that have actually published a couple of books with Life Tips, and uh, we, we applaud uh, your efforts and hope we're helping you advance your career and You've got just a fabulous background. We're honored to have people like you on the on the show here today and, and in our network. So, we have a mutual uh, admiration again. society. <laughs> we we didn't get to the bankruptcy, but maybe that's a good thing. We'll we'll stay positive. Probably just as well. We'll stay positive. <laughs> we'll have we'll, attraction. We'll come back know. at bankruptcy another time with you. But thanks again for being on the show today, Bill. We'll look forward to another show next week on some interesting topics. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Until next week, we'll uh, hope your life gets better, smarter, faster, and wiser. <laughs> 